Hello. Hi. <laughs> Welcome back to the Rebel Woman Pod. Today we are talking about making friends in adulthood. Yeah, with a special guest again. Dylan. <laughs> the first time y'all met him was also the first time that all my friends met him. And now everybody's just like this big fucking orgy family type situation. Fuck yeah. And it's really a lot good. of fun. Yeah, it's, it's a lot great. of fun. It's a good time. Yeah. Um, we're not video recording today's podcast just because it's a little bit complicated to set up the actual video. But you can't see that Dylan is sitting in the windowsill right now and it's so cute. I'll post it on our uh, Instagram story or something like that. Yeah. Also, we have another little special guest, <gasps> Gabby. We have a very small special guest named AJ and she's <laughs> she's um nursing and I really want her to go to sleep but she won't so she really wants to be present for this I'm so creepy I'm like always just smiling looking at her like, are just beaming love at Gabby yeah. nursing her child right it's now. Uh, baby's first podcast baby's first podcast yeah. dude she's so young she's starting so young what a chance I mean I think it's really funny that we're starting the baby like her first podcast was making friends as adults, Aww. and Ray's first podcast was sex. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We're preparing them. You know what? They are going to be the most ready girls. Yep. Oh, absolutely. Girls. She was adorable though. As soon like, as soon as you guys came through the door, like she was just looking at all of us, and I'm like, I was kind of going like, <laughs> like waving at her, and she was smiling. Aww. She's so She's cute. So fucking cute. Literally the cutest baby ever. Gabby does nothing but make good children. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> perfect to everything she tries to do ever. Gabby's perfect. Oh, you guys. <laughs> well, we're really excited to talk about making friends because it is kind of a topic, I feel. Like, definitely, we've all sort of bonded over the fact that our relationships with making friends and friendships has varied so much in adulthood. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's a so, complicated thing to do. Like it's it can be yeah. super super challenging and super hard and overwhelming. Like to approach, especially like if you're moving to a new place or living yeah. in a new place or you're not surrounded by like your comfort areas to like even know where to begin and like. Yeah. And it's not like when you're in school where you're literally forced to see people every day. Like no. the only time you're forced to see people is if you have like a job. Mm-hmm. And we're in the middle of a pandemic right now still ish <laughs> so like that's kind of wonky yeah and then sometimes jobs just like sometimes don't even allow you to do it so it yeah like, and like you have to initiate you have to like be open to do it when you're a kid i feel like you stumble into it a lot more but when you're an adult yeah. you have to like actively seek and decide to like put the effort in and like make yeah. that is a huge difference when yeah. you're a kid and you're in school you have no choice it's the only way to survive you yeah. make friends and then as an adult you really have to make conscious effort yeah, that actually leads us into our very first question. This is a podcast where I wrote out all the questions. This time we're a little bit more prepared than usual, uh, which is what is each of our histories with making friends before adulthood, like childhood, teenhood? Okay. Who wants to go first? Gabby, I'm looking at you. I can go first. Um, my history with making friends, I have never struggled making friends, I will say. I'm not surprised. Well, <laughs> I definitely had my awkward time. You know, like I was awkward, but my first, you know, very best friend, Ash, we were awkward together. <laughs> and we had, um, I've just always had a pretty like friendly, bubbly energy. Yeah. Um, and it's not, not really been a struggle. So I've always had 
friends, but like one or two main deep, yeah, best besties. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, and since being out of, sorry, AJ's gonna have some input there. Um, <laughs> like you know, grade school, high school, college, made lots of friends. I was friends with everybody, and and since then, I really always had jobs with friends you yeah. know like I waited tables and it's always like that's a very bonding job where you like get deep with your friends yeah. that's where how I met Brandon <laughs> so um and then working at a massage envy was the same thing it's like a crew and I made a lot of friends that way too so I feel like this town time in my life now mom of two kids not having a job in a workplace is the first time in my life where I have struggled yeah. Yeah. I mean, that friends. makes total sense. You're kind of like yeah. isolated. Yep. Not to mention just like the time in the world. Yeah. Right exactly. now is all bad timing all around. Also, it doesn't surprise me at all that you had an easy time making friends. Just like you have the most magnetic energy. <laughs> like Gabby is walking sunshine. Like literally is. I've only met like been around you and this is the third time now. And you're just so sweet and yeah. kind. Like you guys are making me blush. It, it doesn't oh. surprise me that you had an easy time. Yeah. I'll cry right now. Yeah. yeah. I'll cry right now. We're all very sappy. Add that yeah. to a list of t-shirt ideas. Yeah. Also, <laughs> you're the oldest of like a shit ton of kids too. Yeah. So you're always used to interacting with a lot of people. Yeah, always. And I was the oldest. Yeah, I was the oldest, like you said. <laughs> so I always had that like um, – kind of responsibility to like be in doing introductions to like be an icebreaker to yeah, like, like just, second mom yeah exactly i just people i'm i'm a people person yeah that don't always love it but <laughs> yeah what about you amar um making friends as a kid was really hard because i was homeschooled at first mm -hmm. um but then in second grade i met my like longest best friend um like like soulmate kind of friendship um and her and i've been friends for 16 years now sorry we all just um, ate the fattest lunch yeah it's just a big lunch like, silence it's us trying not to burp yeah. into the microphone she just absolutely shout out into... chef dylan <laughs> yeah it was delicious but i'm like oh my god i'm like choking back i, I don't want to like belch on the pie <laughs> um but other than her and i really connected and we were like inseparable it was immediately inseparable and so after that I kind of almost like didn't bother making friends so it was like pretty good to have like that person and to still I mean we grew up together so that's been like a really incredible thing to experience yeah. but I think also it may have like hindered me a little because I didn't have to make any other friends oh that's a good point because I was like so it kind of set me up to not be able to do it very well into adulthood mm. because I always relied on her friendship so I didn't need like anybody else and so when she started working and traveling and stuff into adulthood, it, like, became very clear that I was going to have to, like, exit my comfort zone. Mm. But I am fortunate that, like, when it came to jobs or if I was in situations around people, I'm, I'm pretty good at, like, I'm not an extrovert. Like, I prefer to be inward and be kind of alone and, yeah. and whatever. You're, like, an introverted extrovert. I can yeah. definitely yeah. be extroverted if I need to. Yeah. yeah. Like, I've never had a problem making friends once I was in the position to be there. It's I have a problem, like, going out of my way to, like – put myself in the position to meet people yeah it's uncomfortable mm -hmm. <laughs> which and it was super funny because it's out of character so for anybody on the pod i don't know if we've talked about it um the three of us kind of became friends because i messaged emma on instagram Wait, i literally read the dm on our first podcast oh, that makes yeah. Me, oh yeah okay so that's how we so that was like super out of character for me 
Yeah. Like, really, really out of character. There's something that I felt so connected to. I was like, I have to. Like, this is bonkers. I felt like such an idiot. Bonkers. I was like, My last name's bonkers. I know. I was like, <laughs> she's going to think I'm like a weirdo. And, no, and now I like know why I needed to do that. That makes sense. So, yeah. It makes so much sense. Like, divine intuition intervention. So, so thanks for doing that, Amara. Of I course. I think kind of similar with Gabby, too. She DM'd me first. We'll get into how we became friends in just a minute, but Instagram. That's yep. how you make friends, actually. And a podcast. <laughs> yeah. Turns out. Social media. Just slide yeah. in the yeah. DMs of, of the IG. <laughs> I did. I slid you, right you in. You both did. Oh, yeah. Literally. Absolutely. Yeah. What about you, Dill? Making friends. As, like, a kid or a teenager. Um, yeah, I didn't really, kind of like Gabby said, I didn't have the biggest hard time making friends. Another one I'm not surprised by. Yeah. yeah. I was into sports a lot. I played soccer in middle school, um, football in high school. So I I just kind of fit in with everybody. Like, So it was, it was easy for me to make friends. Um, like now as an adult, it's kind of like tricky because mm. um, yeah, uh, Your workplace is really small. Yeah, I don't really care. There's literally two other people there. <laughs> a lot yeah, of people nowadays because it's hard for me to make friends because I just work with people all the time. Mm, it's just so yeah. frustrating. But, Talk about Stephen. Yeah, I met um, my best friend, Stephen, uh, when I was in middle school, and we've been friends ever since. So he's been a longtime friend, and he has... It was always kind of like one of those households where it was kind of like a second family to me. Mm-hmm. And it still feels that way. Like, I feel like I can call up his mom and be like, hey, like, what's going on? She'd be like, oh, hi, Dylan. Like, <laughs> miss you. Like, come over. Yeah. Yeah, it's just like kind of like that. That's so sweet. That's really cute. <laughs> and y'all are still friends. Oh, uh, yeah. We yeah. hang out all the time mm-hmm. when he's not on the ship. Yeah. <laughs> Steven's gone a lot. Yeah. He works um, on oil rig. Yeah. So oh, wow. It's kind of hard to yeah. hang out all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I feel like I have the complete opposite of all you guys. I had the hardest fucking time making friends when I was growing up. I was incredibly shy, like painfully shy. Like it literally hurt to look at people mm. when I was growing up. So, I mean, I've said it a million times, but like I was born in Maine and then my parents were both like from Maine, moved down to Florida. And so we knew literally nobody. Like my mom's side of the family came down. A couple of members of her family followed us down. And so my parents had to like make friends with kids or with parents who had kids. And Mm -hmm. that was how I made friends. But like for the longest time, I didn't have anybody. I mean, like I did dance and I went to like preschool and shit. But because I was an only child and I like my culture was completely different than anybody down there. It was just like very hard to make friends. I did make one friend down there who actually DM'd me not that long ago. Yeah. Like, randomly found my Instagram again. Oh, I forgot about so that. So wild. Yeah. Um, but like it wasn't a super tight, like deep bond. And I didn't have that until I moved back up to Maine. And I made friends with this other girl in my grade. And literally the only reason why we came, we became friends is because we had the same middle name spelled the same way. Like that was it. And then over time, her and I fell out. And then there was another girl from that school that I made friends with. And her and I still talk, like, every day to this day. Mm. She's, like, my longest best friend. Um, But I wouldn't say she's, like, my deepest best friend. Like, I know, like, if shit hits the fan, I'm calling her up. Like, she would understand. 
But there is one friend, I mean, Marisol, who is Stephen's girlfriend, <laughs> which is how Dylan <laughs> so and I got special. together. Yeah, that was like like my home skillet biscuit, like Amara's Katie, Gabby's Ash. Like everyone has that one friend that you no. met around mm. like that at a pivotal stage in your life that like has puberty or before. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. Marisol's definitely that friend for me. And then her and I were just like introverted together. Like mm. we were like, fuck everybody else. It's just us. And um, she was definitely more extroverted and everybody really, really liked her. And I just like never opened my mouth. Like I was always pretty nice, but like I just not ever extroverted until like I, I spoke about on maybe the last podcast when we were talking about spooky things. I did not become extroverted until after my car accident. Mm. Um, and so like any friends that she made just like naturally became my friend. Like, and no one fucked with me because Marisol would like literally kill them for me. Like, <laughs> um, so that was about it. Like I had a couple of like peers that were pretty chill that we would talk to every once in a while, but like she was my only deep, deep friend. And that's about it. I always had a really hard time with it until I met you guys. It's funny how some friendships you can just tell are like meant to be because they fall into place so like so easy. so effortlessly and so naturally and like you look up and then you realize you're like oh wait shit like I don't even remember meeting like when was there a part yeah. where you weren't like I can't imagine us there was a time where we didn't have the group chat like we didn't it's know so each other insane. it didn't know each other at yeah. all and now we're sitting in this room and doing this and have a group yeah. chat that we are I mean constantly. Like, the only people I talk to on an every single day basis. The, like, the only Everybody people, not my room. parents, not anybody else. Audrey included. You guys are literally, for me personally, there may be one or two other friends, but, but like, barely. You guys are my most successful French adult friendships. Like, post-school, post, you know, like, I, since I all of that, you guys. Yeah. I've had a couple total fucking blow up in flames adult yeah. friendships but you guys are my first favorite yeah i think it's really hard to be an adult to like make the meaningful friendships yeah because so much and like speaking from like katie and i have been friends for so long mm-hmm. um we know so intimately each other and and that has built this really like strong foundation mm-hmm. and i feel like yeah. it's hard as an adult because you're so like callous to life already like you're, you're getting yeah, used to like yeah. being yeah. hurt and it, you're a little more closed off like children yeah. are so open and so vulnerable and they are so trusting naturally so I feel like that stage in life is easier to make friends yeah. to let people in I mean like I just had the same middle name as a girl and we're like best friends uh, right yeah it <laughs> like there took yeah. no real deep connection it doesn't take that. much and yeah. it comes on a little more gradually but as an adult like you get to choose what you share what you don't share how vulnerable how open and it's really hard I feel like to connect truly and especially with life being so busy for adults. I mean, obviously mm-hmm. when you're yeah. growing up and work and stuff, it gets in the way. It can be so easy to just be like, I'm not going to try to have this meaningful connection. I'm just going to do my own thing all the time. It's such a conscious effort. It's not as it's not even close to as effortlessly. I also have a part two to this question that I did not write down. <clears throat> that just came to me. Um, do you guys remember the first time you met your best friend? Like Gabby, Ash, Amara, and Dylan and all y'all. Like, do you remember what made you guys go, oh, like, that's my best friend? Do you remember, like, when you originally met or, like, what was the moment where you were, like, this is the person I'm sticking with? Because what you were just saying was, like, with kids, it's a little bit more, not shallow, but, like. A little bit more free. A little bit more free. They're just like, oh, you, you, you were all best friends. Yeah, Yeah. and there's not preconceived, like, judgment or separation between, like, you know, you make more money than me, you do this. They're not as picky as. Yeah. (laughs) 
Um, I re- I don't really remember it with Ash because I was really little. We were really little. Yeah. And I don't. She's just always been there to me. She is family. Um, I do have one other best best friend. Um, who I met in college, and I do remember the moment that we were like, yes. Can you share it? Sure. We, (laughs) well, it was like the first week of college maybe, and I was feeling those feelings of like, because it's like you're still in school, but it's a little different, and I was like, you really, no matter what, have to kind of step outside yourself to be like, hey, like, want to hang out, like, want to be friends, like, it's kind of awkward, but I remember, I don't, I don't remember which one of us, um, approached the other one but we ended up deciding to go on a bike ride to this bakery and we got this little tart and it had fruit and like cream cheese or like cheesecake and we split it and we just like talked about we bonded over I want to say we were talking about like smoking weed or something like (laughs) like like a little bit of potheads and she was really cool and had this really short haircut and I just like immediately I don't know, but yeah, it's been for her. She and she and I. She, you guys, my girl Ash and my girl Sarah. I talk to all of you pretty much every every day. Yeah. Yep. What about for you and Katie? Do you remember that moment? So I went into I came into school in second grade, and I had never been in public school before, and I was very weird because I grew up like on a farm, homeschooled, <laughs> and so I walked in and nobody wanted to talk to me, and my second grade teacher, who I still adore. Um, because she gave me Katie, made us play on the – we went out for recess, and I was just standing there. I didn't know what to do. And so she told Katie to play with me. Aww. And we talked about playing fairies. Aww. And immediately we were like, come over to my house. Let's play the fairies. And then we went out, and we would just play, like, these silly imagination games. And, like, it was really funny because she has this um, – not to get, like, weird or political about it or whatever, but I feel like kids are growing up faster and faster and faster yes like not to be like an old lady with yeah. like kids these days but I, but I, kids it, these days yeah. actually and her and i had a shared like i think both of our parents did a really good job of of letting us maintain a really pure childhood mm. yeah and not having to be exposed to um like we were really still interested in playing fairies and mm-hmm. all of those like things playing pretend and using yeah. your imagination yes. going outside and doing so like we, yeah. we went and made it like a teepee out of sticks and stuff and it's been just hours and hours playing outside and mm-hmm. some of the other kids were not doing that and her and I were both like not really allowed to watch TV and all of these things so we really bonded um and she came over to my house or maybe I went to her house I don't remember but um it kind of just went from she wasn't there in my life to then like all of a sudden she was just there constantly so I don't remember like mm-hmm. the specific moment but I do remember the very first moment of playing with her mm-hmm. and I remember at because I was seven I remember a really vulnerable, pure feeling of feeling really seen. Yeah. And it was like a super beautiful. And then from that day on, like, it's just never, we've been inseparable since. And it has never been, like, to this day, she still is the one, like, the most, the person I think that sees me the most. Yeah. And it's like, at this point, it's like, I could, my life, there's like before her and after her. Yeah. And it's super, it it's doesn't like, even feel like the same thing. It's like PK and BK. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just, there was a life before her that I don't, I, it just doesn't feel like, it feels like we, we were It was like an incomplete. Yeah. And it's just, it's, it's a beautiful friendship. And I have not, until you guys had not really felt um, as strongly for like friends as 
you know, like it's hard to meet that again. And then as to meet like two people, I'm like, as an adult, like, you get out of town. I'm like, I'm the luckiest cat in town. <laughs> so. What about you, Joe? You and Steven? Uh, we, <clears throat> excuse me, we met in middle school, I'm pretty sure. And I remember like, just, we just, I don't remember exactly when we became friends, but we just kind of started hanging out. We had this one clash in English and we'd sit next to each other and we just kind of like crack jokes. <laughs> um, like just kind of make fun of people. Yeah, just like saying that. Very bullshit. We really connected in like high school and I would like bring my PlayStation over to his house and we would kind oh. of have like this big gaming fucking party. Say it. <laughs> and um what was the game? Was it Battlefield? No guitar hero. Oh yeah. Guitar Battlefield, Hero! Battlefield, Guitar, Guitar Hero. Hero, and Call of Duty. Oh my goodness. Oh my. And then like later in high school, we started having big parties there and it was just like, it was a good time. Aww. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, second family, pretty much second brother. Yeah. I feel like, yeah. For me and Marisol, um, I thought she hated me. Like in the very beginning, she was the new kid at our middle school the year after I was the new kid. And so because I was a new kid not that long ago, and another friend that I had who I talked about last podcast, Mercedes. So we were like both the new kids, like one right after the other. Um, So we bonded over that. And then Marisol came in and she was like the other new kid. And because Mercedes and I had both recently been the new girls in town, our teacher was like, you're the welcoming committee. Like, go welcome her. And we went over, and she looked so angry. She has mm. resting bitch face like no one I've ever met before. But also, I later found out that, like, they missed the bus. Like, her alarm didn't go oh, off. Like, no. she didn't have time to, like, get ready for the day. It was, like, the worst first day ever. And um, I was, like, the welcoming committee, and I, like, bopped on up there. Like, hi, I'm Emma. This is so-and-so's eighth grade class. Like, da-da-da-da-da. And then uh, – she just looked so angry that I froze up and walked away. Like, I was like, you know what? I'm ditching. <laughs> like, no more. And then lunch rolled around, and her and I were the only kids that had cold lunch. And um, so I was like, hey, you want to come sit with me? Like, everyone else is, like, waiting right now. I don't want you to sit alone. And I was still like, she definitely hates me, but I'm still going to try and be her friend. And she had the coolest Ninja Turtles lunchbox <laughs> that I still remember. And she's like, yeah, I stole it from my brother. Like, it's pretty dope. And I'm like, yeah, it is. Like, <laughs> But we didn't feel very close until we actually got into a physical altercation with a kid together. Aww. <laughs> um, Bill knows this story. Um, <laughs> we were in English class. And it was one of those classes where um, you're set up in rows. So, like, not like little... So, like, your desk was facing the back of someone's head, basically. I was in the back row. Marisol was um, – so, okay, so I was in the back row. There was a kid, stupid kid, in the middle of me and Marisol, like, directly in front of me, and then Marisol was in front of him. And I've always been a nosy bitch. And I saw him tap her shoulder, and he so she turned around, and he said – Something along the lines of, um, like, why don't you go back into the blueberry fields, you fucking Mexican? Oh, my God. Because Marisol's, like, Puerto Rican. And um, 
I don't even remember what took over me, but like I grabbed the back of this kid's like greasy fucking hair, like grabbed him <laughs> by the head, ripped his head back as hard as I could, and she turned around and bopped him right in the throat. Oh my and he God. like because she got him in the throat, he couldn't say anything to the teacher or anything like that. So he's just like like choked out and we just both looked at each other like you're my bitch you're my bitch got it got it and we've been inseparable ever since well some nerve of that kid what a little asshole i'll tell you guys after the podcast where he ended up (laughs) (laughs) but also like props to you emma for like yeah there was no like second thought i'm like no you're a fucking cunt let me just yeah Yeah. (laughs) hell yeah you deserved it So our next question is, what happened to past friendships after you entered adulthood? Gabby, it's your turn again. Well, you know, my, it's funny because there were no friends that I made in high school that I um, kept in touch with. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, I mean, one friend, um, my friend Greg, we (gasps) we stayed in touch with. Yep, Greg. Poor Greg, I friend zoned him so hard for so many years, but he was a great friend and we had a <laughs> lot of fun in high school. But he's one that I did stay friends with through early adulthood. Um, and then, you know, Ash and I kind of, we didn't really lose touch, but we weren't talking every day. And then until she started having kids and then we were talking every day again because she had started having kids before me. So that was really the only change there. It was like a little gap of through college kind of disconnecting with childhood friends, I would say. I feel like in college, you're kind of like reimagining yourself as well. Definitely. Yeah. So it's kind of an essential part to shed old friendships. Yeah. It's like a family-like bond. And then it's amazing because then you do come back. Yeah. You do come back. I mean, It's like everyone needs to go off on their own journey and figure out who they are outside of that friend group for a bit. Yeah. I think that's part of what you know if something's going to last a long time or not. It's like because every relationship ebbs and flows. Even romantic relationships, you sometimes feel closer and like super connected and like and on your shit. And then the next, you know, you go through a period of time where maybe you feel a little disconnected, a little. And that is true of friendships. And I think it's telling if you come back together or not. Because sometimes it doesn't. And sometimes, isn't there that cheesy saying that's like sometimes it's for a season or a reason or whatever? Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, What is it? I don't remember. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Maybe we'll post it on the Insta or something. Yeah. I'll find a cheesy little thing to post with it. But I do – I think there's some val- some validity in that. I think that sometimes some friendships come to you for just a season of time for for, for a reason. Um, and then sometimes they're meant to stay and there's the ebb and flow in it. And it's, it's yeah. interesting. Um, and I think that in anybody in that position, especially in, like, the college age, mm-hmm. those years, like, late teens, mm-hmm. it's such a formative time. And I think if you don't put – you know, don't put pressure on it. Let it grow. Yeah. Let it let it shed. Let it change. And sometimes you come back, and it could be years later, months later. I mean, even a couple weeks. Um, and I think it's just a really pivotal. It's such a pivotal time. It is yeah. beautiful how you can just pick right back up, though, with yes. those real friends. Those are my like, favorite. Years can go by, and it's like you just pick right. And that that that's a different breed of friend than the ones where you're like, ooh. We just don't really have anything in common anymore. That was definitely like me and mm-hmm. Sammy, the first friend I made when I moved up to Maine. Mm-hmm. Not the middle name girl, the mm-hmm. other one. <laughs> um, like, we didn't talk for years after her and I got into serious relationships and started having babies. And then we both left our baby daddies at about the same time. 
and then we reconnected again it's like yo we were living the same life just with different men that's like, wild yeah it's been crazy just right up where we left off what about you do what happened to past friendships after you entered adulthood um i mean yeah like especially after going through college like i lost a lot of friends um that i was close with coming and going to like high school and um now that i'm working like full-time all the time uh, i feel like i only have one friend pretty much steven but i had like a bunch of drinking buddies i'd say <laughs> yeah that's a great friend too yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, i had one friend that i feel like i could still be friendly with but we kind of just split paths and he ended up going down a road that leads to no license oh, and um i uh it's it's kind of frustrating just to see him like struggling with that you know what i mean like like he could have he just could have done something different and it would have been completely different. But, um, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's a ride. Yeah. I feel like when <laughs> it's crazy. you enter adulthood years, like 18 and up, that's like when you're figuring shit out on your own for the first mm -hmm. time, and your parents aren't telling you what to do. Yeah. That's like, are you going to choose to grow up or are you not? Yeah. And I feel like that's where a lot of friendships kind of divert like you and that friend. Yeah. And it can be so, it's such a, an emotional thing because it's hard to let go sometimes. But mm -hmm. a lot of times it's for the better, you know, like if you guys are going down two different roads, sometimes you have to just know when it's, um, not, I'm not trying to come at this podcast from like an advice standpoint, like I'm not qualified to be giving <laughs> advice. But sometimes it's important to know, like, even though I still care about this person, it's not beneficial to my life yeah yeah it's not um, serving you and that call yeah okay, it's not thing we like to but, but that in between time those teen years when you go from like your friendships in a very childlike innocent way to adult friendships where you know somebody's a little flaky when you're a kid is one thing but that can ruin a friendship as an adult and you have to yeah. really line up yeah. your morals your values where you lay what's important to you and kind of assess each relationship and see if it still serves you in your adult life yeah, and that's such a formative. So I think it's so natural to to kind of have that be a a part where maybe some childhood friendships either split off completely or take some time and then come back together. Yeah, I think for me, there's one friendship in particular that really stands out. Uh, I became friends with this girl like freshman year of high school, and like even though like schools changed for her and I during that time, like we really stuck it out through thick and thin. And she was one of those friends that I really thought was going to be a ride or die. I really thought that she was going to be there through everything. And I actually had to let her go. I was the friend that had to make the call that was like, we are like, we served the purpose that we needed to serve in each other's life. And at this point it's just toxic. Yeah. for each other and not on anybody's like particular side like it wasn't like she was being overtly toxic and I wasn't being that way but like we were both going through our own grown-ass shit and we could not handle supporting each other in the way that we were used to for each other and so it was like breaking up with a friend wow. pretty much and like there's moments where like 
I look around and I'm like, damn, like, I really wish she was still around because she'd be really fucking proud of like, because she was there through like the darkest moments of my life. And like, I wish that I could be like, hey, like, oh my God, you'll never believe what happened. Like I met this amazing guy and my daughter's so smart and we got this beautiful new place and I'm doing all these amazing things, but like, you just can't. Like she served her purpose. That was her purpose. That was her time. And now it's time to like move on. But that's like the one that really sticks out. Like you were saying, Amar. Yeah. Like everyone serves their own purpose. And I literally like broke up or quote wow. broke up with that friend literally in my therapist's office. Like wow. I couldn't, I couldn't let it go. I was having a really hard time with that. But that was like the start of um me letting go a lot of people. Mm-hmm. It's healthy. Yeah. I to, so you, since I'm having this thought and you're on therapy, not to cut anybody off, but um, there's, I think, also part of the design. So if you look at, like, it, your life in, like, a bigger way, like, if you look at it and you try to find the meaning in things, like, whether or not you believe everything's for a reason or not, if you try to find the meaning in it, childhood friendships ending teaches really, really valuable and age-appropriate lessons on grief. Mm-hmm. And, like, I think that... You know, if if there's a divine meaning to anything in life, if you look at it that way, if you choose to to see things that way, that age where everybody, I mean, ask anybody, it's that same exact age where you start, you know, right at, right at high school, move going into high school or right at the end of high school. um, It's everybody says the same thing about their friendships at that same age. And I think it really prepares you for the grief because that's also the age you start going into where traditionally, typically, you know, barring any circumstances, you start losing grandparents or family members. And I hate to be like the Debbie Downer of Mm -hmm. it, but I do think it teaches a really important lesson on grieving. And sometimes you hold that pain. I still have, I have a friend that was close with the middle school. Um, and we stopped being friends one summer, the summer before high school and it hurt really bad. And I was really sad about it. And I still, I still grieve it a little bit. You know, sometimes I'll see a picture from middle school and I remember what that friendship felt like and how much it gave me at that time. And I, although I don't think we would have ever maintained, I don't think we were destined to like stay friends. Yeah. I do think it taught me an important lesson on like how to, how to truly live with grief, especially knowing that neither person did anything wrong. Yeah. And that sometimes things just end because they aren't meant to continue. Yeah. Yeah. And that's such, those lessons are so hard to learn. And I think that the childhood friendship is like, Oh, the design for that yeah. yeah um not to make it look sad but that's a really healthy perspective i think i don't think that's sad yeah like, very just, wise yeah woke, <laughs> woke. It's, woke. it's super hard for kids and i remember as kids to just let anything go yeah, yeah. like you want to like everything went straight to your soul oh yeah yeah oh, yeah and everything feels so big when you're that age too like even little stuff yeah. like oh they played with this other girl on the playground i'm gonna oh, yeah. yeah oh my god and all those friendships set you up. I mean, I think it's really how you approach relationships in general after that. Like, you learn so much in those years, those formative friendship years. Yeah, yeah definitely. So our next question isn't really a question, but we do uh, want to bring it up because it was something that came up after um, our paranormal podcast when I was talking about, like, in 2013, 2014. I was on my eighth grade class trip, and Gabby was like, I just realized – what point in life were you in, Gabby, when I was um, in the eighth grade? <laughs> when Emma was on her eighth grade class trip, I was graduating college. And Amara? Uh, oh, I don't remember. You were graduating high school. I was graduating high school, yes. And so wasn't Dylan. Yeah. And I'm forever the baby of every friend group I've ever been in. <laughs> so I was graduating eighth grade, like a little baby baby. And everybody else was like moving on to bigger and better things. <laughs> and I was like, the last adults. 
So we made that realization and I kind of giggled like in the moment and I was like, oh my God, it's so crazy because at that age, like when I was at a point graduating college, I would have never like become best friends at that time with somebody who was in eighth grade. grade. You know what I mean? Oh my Lord. (laughs) Yeah. So that was pretty cool. And I think like when you reach a certain point, like a certain age, age stops mattering. Yeah, I think something as adults that actually has more of an impact than age and age gaps is like um, where you're at, like maturity, level. maturity level. And like, are you in a serious relationship or are you partying or are you like, are do you have a family? Do you not? And I feel like it's just that's where I felt more like more um, disconnect with people personally. Yeah. Yeah. And that leads us into how did we all become friends? So we were talking about it earlier, but Gabby slid into my DMs. Uh, you were doing modeling. Yep. And I was a photographer. And I don't remember what the DM was, but you're like, hey, like, like your work. Uh, I'm a model. Here's my portfolio. I do this type of work. And it was work that I was not used to in the slightest. I kind of like was thrown for a loop for a second there. I'm like, what the fuck is this? Like, (laughs) I almost didn't reply because I was so intimidated by the thought of someone being so comfortable with their body in the nude. Like, I'm like, what is this? I was also like 18, 19. Yeah. 19. I was 19, almost 20. And uh, I stuck it through and went to that shoot. And like the first shoot we ever did, it was like an instant click. Mm -hmm. Like, you and I were getting real deep. Yeah. Real fast. We immediately were like totally vibing Mm -hmm. and had a lot of fun and we're laughing yeah. and like instant friends. Very instant. And I was like, do you have any kids? Like, are you married? Yeah. Cause I knew that you were quite a bit older than me. And you're like, Oh my God. Yeah. Like I've got like this lifelong partner and I've got a daughter and her name is Brea. And I was like, Oh my God, I love her name. Like, <laughs> I am obsessed with that name. And you're like, yeah, she's like my fun little Sagittarius. And I was like, my daughter's a Sagittarius. And then <laughs> it started very surface level, but very quickly. Yeah. And like our shoot was like an hour and a half long. It was like, boom. We like, made some that is a beautiful right images too. Yeah. I'll share I, some of them on the page. I was definitely like, I was rediscovering my modeling. And so I just went on a tear and I <laughs> messaged every single local photographer I could find that was female. I don't think I messaged a lot of men because the work I do in nature is like, like more nude and more lingerie. And I'm not just trying to like approach. I work with a lot of male photographers, but at that moment I was just being extremely biased and sexist. <laughs> um, but yeah, so to I'm be fair, <laughs> a lot of men are creeps. Yeah, you know what I mean? But it's crazy because Emma was one of the only photographers who wrote me back, which is nuts. But yeah. yeah that's yeah. fucking crazy. Because you're amazing. She's so amazing. <laughs> and even though amazing. you were super intimidated yeah. and sketched out, I'm yeah. so glad you did. Oh my God. <laughs> I was like, Wow. She needed it. She yeah. needed somebody. I needed the push. Yeah. Because, like, when I was, fun fact, when I was younger, I was, like, super hardcore feminist. Mm. And um, when I got into a relationship with Azalea's father, I completely lost all of it. Mm. And then, like, seeing someone so comfortable with their femininity and stuff, like, made me uncomfortable again. But, like, after that first meeting, I was like, girls are the best. Like, I'm back <laughs> in it. Like, <laughs> here we go. And it was, like, the like the first domino in, like, a chain of events that, end up leading me here like today oh, shit. yeah like if i could trace it back to a moment it would be that one for sure it's fucking beautiful Emma. Yeah. <laughs> I love you. it's so funny how i'm like i keep talking about this i don't mean to be redundant but 
I, I have a hard time with people who don't believe that things happen for a reason because mm-hmm. things line up so like perfect and you would never have known it or you don't sometimes even see it while it's happening until after and you're like oh my god like if I did one thing like if I waited six hours to do something my entire life could be different I have a very crazy thing about that about how him and I got together like it's fucking bonkers but I just really quickly wanted to also add about the um the age gap because we um I wanted to say something about that that in childhood and teenage years, that age gap is, like, a huge deal. You know, like, you're not going to be friends with somebody twice your age. Yeah. But when you're an adult, one of the most beautiful things is, like you said, it's less about the numbers and more about where mentally you're at. Mm-hmm. But I do think it's funny because I am, like, the little gremlin friend that doesn't have children and is oh just, God. like, be bombing alone. And I'm so friends with you guys who have families and these beautiful – you know, and it, but it works so well. And it's still, you just have to be so open to maybe meeting people that are outside of your age, outside of your walk of life. You know, some of my favorite people I've, I've met and I'm not like close, close friends, but some of the people I could have been, have been women in their fifties. Oh yeah. You just have to be open to finding that friendship. I feel like I'm giving like big sister advice to people, but it's how I feel about like friendship. So important. Um, and I've been really, really blessed in my life with some of the most meaningful friendships. So it's, it's something I feel so strongly about. You just have to be so open to finding anywhere. And mm-hmm. um, and letting kind of, like, you have to do some of the legwork of maybe messaging somebody that you're uncomfortable. But Put if you yourself out there. Yeah, but if you feel it, you're going to know. Like, you're just going to know right away. Like, I don't message people until... I, but, like, okay, so, like, Gabby and I started creating art that really inspired Amara, who's also an artist in her own way like you you paint mm-hmm. like women in the nude which is what gabby poses for and that's what <laughs> i ended up taking photos of and then so you slid into my dms another one <laughs> another one yep and then at the time gabby and i were brainstorming this modeling workshop and we're like amara would be perfect like yep. to try this out for us and then from then on like the again like the vibes just fucking matched like, I mean, immediately. Emma screenshot, like, all the messages from you. And she's like, I think we found another one. Or, like, I don't <laughs> yeah, remember like, how like you another put it. kindred spirit yeah. or something. I'm like, she came to me, and it's the best thing. And she's so nice. And I think we would love her. Yep. Like, so. yep. And it's so funny because our ideas, like, the way our brains work, we all have our unique sets of skills. But we our ideas are so good together. And, like, our life vision is so compatible. Yeah. yeah. And the way we view the world is so compatible. Like, we're so compatible. So in love. Yeah. Oh, my God. Thriving. <laughs> so blessed. Uh, yes, yeah, so blessed. <laughs> but it's just so funny to me that, like, like, it just worked out that way. And it worked out that, like, three people from so – like, that never would have met from such different walks yeah. of life, different places in their lives, all of it. Mm-hmm. And it just worked out so beautifully. And then then we get to add in the significant others yeah. and still have it work beautifully. Yeah. Like, you guys' partners, like, I adore them. Like, yeah. And they adore you. Yeah, we, well, it's just this big love fest that would not have happened if one person had not messaged one other person. Yeah. And so it's just like, if I could like force feed anybody advice, it's like be open to like, you never know. Also, force feeding advice. Like if you have something that you're really good at or really interested in and you're an adult and you're like, I don't have time for that. Like I've got a job, I've got a family, I've got this, that, and the other thing. Do the work, make the time. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. do it because you would you'll probably find lifelong friends in the process that you otherwise never, ever, ever would have met. And especially when you meet doing something you're passionate about because you guys didn't share that. Yeah. Yeah. Like there's a found, like 
between us all, we create beautiful things together. Like with this podcast, our mm. friendship, we're funny. <laughs> like queens. <laughs> we're queens. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, do the things you love, man. Yep. And then Dylan just came into the mix like you were saying, because he's my significant other, and Brandon's not here right now. He's holding down the fort with your other baby. Mm-hmm. Um, so that just, like, what you were saying just naturally occurred. Mm-hmm. And to all fit together in, like, each other's little webs. Like, I walk into Gabby and Brandon's house, and I'm like, it's so welcome there, and it's so lovely, yeah. and we're all together, and it's so lovely. And Dylan and I, like, we have a handshake. Like, we, <laughs> like, we get friends on friends on friends, and it's just the most beautiful little – love fest do you remember our handshake no we gotta we gotta we gotta refresh <laughs> no, i have a recording of their handshake they're just gonna have to watch <laughs> that should be on it. the patreon after the friendship episode also we have not talked Still. about our patreon on the podcast yet we'll talk about that at the end of this episode cool um so what's something you didn't expect about making friends as an adult hmm. i think how vulnerable it would be yeah like it, it's really scary to put yourself out there it's really scary i also want to say like it's difficult making friends as an adult but when you do find that one or two people that vibe with you y'all like zero to 100 real fucking quick because you have that emotional maturity and like although you've been a little bit jaded by life it's so like you have the ability and the knowledge to open up to another person about the things that actually matter in life not Mm -hmm. having the same middle name it's like okay but like Gabby and Amara and I are all like a little witchy and we all believe in like fucking zodiac signs and like the paranormal things yep. and it's like Deeper. we all make art that appreciate women's bodies in one way or another and we all have similar beliefs and yep. so through like our hobbies and things we were able to skip straight past all of like that all the bullshit and like that sort of bullshit <laughs> stuff yep. um to things that matter a bit more mm-hmm. and like I feel a way deeper connection to you guys than I've ever felt with any friendship before. I mean, I told Amara the last time she came over here, like, you guys fucked me up. And she, like, her face froze for a second. They're like, and I was like, you and Gabby fucked me up. Like, I think you thought I was going to, like, yell at you or something. Always. <laughs> I was like, you guys ruined my standards for friendships. Like, now any other friendship I have in my life, I'm like, they're not serving me as hard as these two women are. Like, everybody else needs to step the fuck up. What is happening? Like, it's, no it's like hardcore village vibes. Like, yeah. you have to find <laughs> your people. people. It's village vibes. <laughs> I feel like actually it's more like like little fartsy artsy cult vibes. Yeah, yeah actually, a little culty. Yeah. A little culty. Yeah. Um, but it really is like finding your people and like the people that will support you, but also the people that know when to give space and like mm, when to huge. back off. Some boundaries. people are come on too strong. Yeah, boundaries. Really, res- I, there's a level of respect out of this particular friend group that is unmatched to me. Like you guys just know what is what it's like, I'm here for you in any way that I can. And it's, it, you never push. I, this is just Sometimes me push. gassing my friend. You know when to push and when not to. Yes. Like you respect and there's no judgment. Like however I need to handle something or any of us need to handle something, the other just are there. Yeah. And it's like, do you want to talk? Do you want to bitch about it? Do you want me to just validate your feelings? Like, yeah. maybe like, you what don't do you need from this right. venting session. Right maybe now. you don't need to fix it. Maybe you just want to bitch about it. Like, you just need someone to hear. Yeah. And so to have people that really understand all those things, or like, I was thinking about it. Um, and when you message and you're like, I'm going to tell you guys I'm in labor because I know, like, you guys will respect me and know exactly what I need. You guys aren't going to show up at my front doorstep <laughs> yeah. to watch yeah. a baby come out my right. vagina. Yeah. And just knowing each other in a way that's like, um, it's just really nice. It's really nice. There's a lot of emotional maturity. 
Yeah. Yeah. So like basically what you're saying is start a cult. <laughs> start a cult. Just like start handing out flyers. Like, yeah. and, um, and if you have all these women come together and you like build a church. That's my then, that's my dream. <laughs> like you just start carrying guns around and oh all I can think of is do you guys know the Valkyrie what you call them Valkyrie yes. Like the the Lady Utopia. Yeah. Like, that's all I want. Where's Wonder Woman going from? Ooh. I don't know where Wonder Woman. Oh, it's from. on the tip of my brain. The tip of my brain. Oh, I don't know. Some but, sort of cult. Some yeah. sort of cult. <laughs> but yeah, we go. I think adult friendships you go way deeper, quicker because you don't have to go. There's no superficial stuff really. But also, also like when you're in school, like it's kind of clicky. Kind of so clicky. It's like, yeah. I think you're really cool. I want to be your friend, but like you're not cool. Yeah. And you're also thrown together in a way yeah. that, like, when you're an adult and you're on your own, you really have to seek your people. And also, I will say, um, you win some and you lose some, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like having to know and to just be like, yeah, this isn't serving me. Yeah. Yep. I feel like I have a hard time making friends now. At this point, you've just adopted uh, all of my friends. Yeah, pretty much. Like, you guys are all amazing. But, um, <laughs> it's just like I... Uh, especially at my job, I'm just like trying to be friendly to people because I'm a mechanic. Mm. And, um, but just like I cannot stand the majority of everybody in this world. <laughs> yep. Cheers, like, hard. Like, it's so like, hard. Fuck you and fuck your car. Like, I don't care. <laughs> and that's like the attitude I carry around everywhere. Like, it's totally like, I'm just like, I don't give a fuck. I'm just trying to get shit done. Like, I don't care about you. Yep. <laughs> You have yeah. to open up your heart, Dill, to it's make It's very friends. hard for me. <laughs> he just wants to work, come home, and then, like, hang out with my friends. <laughs> I did all the weeding of the people. He just yeah. gets to hang You out. did all the leg work, and he gets to just benefit the absolute beauty <laughs> that is your friendships. <laughs> I just want to come home and watch um, documentaries about Bigfoot and Ghosts. Yes! <laughs> like, uh, fuck people. Yeah, what is that? Um, what has, I mean, nope, nope, that's not it. That was the last one. Um, how has marriage and relationships impacted your older friendships? So I'm actually going to start this time instead of putting Gabby on the spot. Sorry, we took a break <laughs> and we all started crying. How cute Gabby and Audrey are. Hold on, I need to compose myself. <sighs> okay. <laughs> oh, man. Um, but uh, I got into a really, really uh, serious relationship when I was 16. And um, when I did that, I lost a lot of my friends because nobody liked them. And <laughs> I was stupid and didn't listen to them. <laughs> and um, it wasn't just like they didn't like him and they didn't stick around. It was like straight up toxic. I wasn't allowed to see them. Like, how dare I pick my friends over him? Um, and so I know that like, you graduate high school and you move on and I got pregnant basically right out of high school. I mean, you graduate high school in June and I was pregnant the following February. Um, so when that happened, everyone got even farther away. And I thought it was because like, oh my God, I'm a teen mom. Like I'm not fun anymore. Like no one wants to be around me because of that. But in reality, it was just like, they couldn't like even get close because like he wouldn't let them. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't let them because he wasn't going to let me let them. And also like, I can't imagine being my friends in that situation, like watching your friend go down like such a toxic relationship path. And now I'm like fucking locked in. I've got a kid with this dude. Um, and so I lost 
everybody, but at the same time, like they still tried really hard mm. to be around. I just kept him at an arm's length. Part of it, like uh, like a big part of it, was like he wouldn't let them around. But another part of it was like I was just so fucking ashamed that I had like let myself go down that path. Never, ever, ever. Like, I mean, like I said earlier in the podcast, like, when I was a kid, I was, like, super fucking feminist. Like, mm. men can't do shit. Like, blah, 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 blah. Sorry, though. Um, <laughs> and, um... <laughs> I love you. Um, and then I just found myself, like, completely crumbling at the feet of this dude. And, um... It was just... I couldn't... Like, I was embarrassed of, like, everything that had happened. So, like... I lost that long-term friend that I talked about earlier in the episode. Just, like, we went in our separate ways, but also, like, she was the hardest set against trying to break me and this guy up. And, like, when you know when you're in a toxic relationship, you know it's toxic, and you have friends trying to break you up, it makes you cling on harder. Oh, yeah. Yep. Um, Or friends or family. And um, so I just clung on harder, and uh, that was another big reason why her and I stopped being friends. And so that happened, but after I got out of that relationship, it was, like, holy shit, all these people actually didn't leave my side. It was like, I pushed them away and he forced me to push them away. Because as soon as I was out of that relationship, they all came back. Everybody was back there for me. Like the second I was out of that, everybody was there. And it was actually during that time. I mean, I met Gabby when I was still in that relationship. And Amara came in right after I got out of that relationship. So that was like another way that friendships were impacted by like relationships and stuff yep and then i feel like it happens to everyone like when you get into a new relationship like me and dill and like everyone when you meet someone new you're like in that honeymoon phase all you want to do is be around that person and um but like for the first time in my life i was encouraged to go hang out with my friends Mm. and he was like no like i know you love me i love hanging out with you but like your friends miss you like you want to go hang out with them like you should do that and so through being with Dylan, I learned like it was okay to be with my friends and around my friends again. Like I never, ever, ever thought that you could have best friends and a boyfriend at the same time. I didn't think that was possible. I thought it was one or the other. Mm. And so like friendships with within adulthood, like seeing Gabby, like you putting yourself out there, like in the modeling world and being in a serious relationship and being a mom and this, that, the other <laughs> motherfucking thing, you're literally doing everything all the time. Don't know how you do it. Um, Just like also completely reformed the idea of what adult friendships could be. And also like my parents, neither of them really had those friends that they saw all the time. When like I was growing up, my whole family, like your best friend was your partner. Mm. Like there were no friendships in adulthood after you got into a serious relationship. There were like a couple, but I mean, you saw them like once or twice a year type of friendship. Not like a get together like a couple times a month every couple of weeks type of friendship like we have now and like definitely not having a group chat with each other i mean technology yeah now but like the phone still existed then you know Mm. they could have been calling each other but that just like wasn't a thing wants to go next um I, i will i had a really good thought about it so I also was in a relationship, and I won't get into it too much because it's, like, so in the past, but um, where it really jeopardized my friendships, and I was put in a position to put that person before before everyone, my friendships, my family, 
and they all really suffered and I it brought out the worst in me like I was not a good friend I knew I wasn't a good friend yeah. and I was so proud of my best friend the time Katie um she put her foot down and she like wasn't gonna deal with it and I I really needed that um it was hard and she was very supportive of me she never gave up on me but she had she held expectations for how she should be treated and I was not living up to them and that's a big deal um but you need the friends that are gonna put their foot down gently like yeah that are like I will support you I'll be there for you I don't judge you for it but I won't be treated this way um, because relationships can get really in the way um and then also without getting like too much into my personal business um I recently started seeing somebody and my favorite thing about that person is that they have a really really close couple of best friends and they know that friendship is so important and I have never been in a relationship in my life where I was encouraged again to have friends um but to not only have that person encouraging me to be a good friend, but to watch them actively like put their friends in priority too. Um, everybody, you can't see it, but everybody in this room is geeking so hard. We're all so excited about this person. Um, but to have them like they prioritize their friend and and make see them making the time to connect with their friends and spend time with their friends. It's such a like an eye opening thing, and you don't realize, but. Um, your cup can't be filled by one person. Like not one single, your, your, your romantic partner is never going to be able to give you every single thing that you need. And it's a hard expectation to expect. And I think young relationships, we often think that we're going to get everything we need from that person. Yeah. And you can't, you need friends. You need people <clears throat> outside of your relationship. And if your relationship isn't encouraging you to have those people, that's a, a bit of a red flag because friendship is like a different world. Oh, <laughs> no, don't be sorry. You're going to get some fussy babies, but you're going to like it because it's beautiful and wonderful. So welcome to the pod. No expectations here. Cheers. 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 Wait, hold on. Let me grab my entire bottle of wine. <laughs> Cheers in the baby who's getting a drink too. Yeah. I would just like to say that we've got two 25 ounces of natty daddies between that amara and dylan and then i literally am just holding an entire bottle of wine and then dylan's got also an entire bottle of whiskey <laughs> and gabby's just feeding her child <laughs> like from her so wholesome tea. so wholesome giving <laughs> life to the earth cheers um but no i think um i think oh oh okay sorry for the little pause there um, make sure the baby's okay. <laughs> we just fell apart for a couple seconds here. <laughs> okay, um, so um, it's a red flag when your partner is. Like, yeah, I no just friendship. think I think it's something you really need to consider when getting into romantic relationships or in your romantic romantic relationships, how they they value your friendships and if they respect your friends or not. Um, and it gets really complicated, especially I think in young adult or like younger relationships. I do think the older you get, um. And again, I'm not old, so I can't speak for like age wisdom, but the older I'm getting, I do notice that it's getting easier to understand. I find that in my life, it's really important to prioritize my friendships because if I don't, I allow myself to slip into um, a place that isn't so good. And you need to nurture your friendships, especially the ones that have been there for you. Um, and I don't mean mm -hmm. to get preachy about it. I just think it's such an important lesson. Yeah. That Amen, can be sister. so hard. And I feel like everyone kind of has to hurt, learn that one the hard way. Mm -hmm. Or at least everybody in this room yeah. <laughs> yeah. had to learn that one the hard way. For sure. Yep. yep. Um, um, oh. You talk, Dylan. <laughs> yeah, you talk. <laughs> I love the mutual. <laughs> uh, I've been in some relationships where it has been 
so difficult to have friends around because like the other person just crazy crazy people like <laughs> crazy. i don't know how else to describe it like mm. some people are just crazy and uh they need help but <laughs> please see a therapist <laughs> yeah uh, but like it is very nice being with somebody now that understands that it's important to see your friends and be able to hang out with them like all together it, like we have a good time it's yeah amazing like i've never had that before in my life like my significant other accepts my friends and is allowing me to hang out with them like mm. it's, it's crazy like it's i think um, it's a show of maturity in a relationship and true love and true respect when you and want trust. your and trust when you want your partner to just be happy and that yeah. means having relationships outside of you having friendships outside of you having private things outside of you private conversations outside of you and none of those things are bad and i just think it shows such a like it's it's a really beautiful thing to have that that level of support and i think yeah. it's not spoken about enough i don't i feel like people won't talk about it no. enough no. Yeah. um yeah i think <laughs> it's really beautiful when you can be in a relationship and you can have friendships outside of your relationship, but also like the person you're in the relationship with gets along with your friends. I feel like oh. it's a red flag when your partner does not get along with your friends. Cause yeah. typically your friends know you like your literal inside. <laughs> yep. And like, if they're like, that person's not it for you and you typically don't listen because yeah. <laughs> that's a hard thing to see. I mean, you got those rose tinted glasses on when you first meet somebody. So when your friends are like, yo, they're like, not it. Like what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> You do, you naturally kind of repel against that. Like, what do you mean? Like, you don't know them like I do, though. Yeah, There's, I think that road does go two ways too. Because sometimes, yeah. if you're holding on to friendships that are really maybe not serving you correctly anymore, there's some, and then you get into a relationship. Like, I've had friends where it's the revert. Like, yeah. they are trying to keep you from your partner. They don't yeah. want you to. Um, so it's again, it's, it's just bringing like possessiveness on either end. Yeah, yeah, it's bringing it back to that respect. You know, if it's a really, if it's a positive, beneficial relationship, there should be support. And not, a friendship and a relationship does not end with like, I'm going to make you happy. It's I just want you to be happy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Amen, sister. Yeah, truth. I'm dropping some wisdom bombs <laughs> in my yeah. 24 years of experience. So. Um, I would say for me, I'm just really happy to be in a phase of my relationship and my maturity and friendships and relationship and everything where all the ships, all the ships, <laughs> all the ships. I'm the just harbor. happy that we seem to, um, Brandon and I really get along with each other's friends right now. And that is not something we've had in our entire relationship. So it's really enjoyable. <laughs> yeah. It really is. It's really great when your friends are. When your friends have fun with your significant other, then everybody can just be happy and have a good time. Every time I have beers, I, I want to, like, I'm like, I need to go to Kevin Brennan's house. I want to go some beers with yeah. them. Yeah. Brennan's the best person to have beers with. You are, too. But, like, I like Brennan. Like, I miss him. I, I know. Yeah. If he didn't work so much, we'd be kidnapping him for these, too. I know. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, the rebel man. The rebel man. The one with the Love genius it. ideas. It would be if, really fun if we did like an April Fool's episode and the guys just took it over. It would just <laughs> would know where to be seen. Could you yeah. imagine how Brandon's on podcast? That would be I funny would as fuck. Maybe we delete this. Oh my god, yes, besties. Yeah. 
Yes, please. That would be really funny. Um, how have friendships you've made in adulthood differed from friendships you've made as a child and a teen? I think we already kind of covered this. Yeah, we did. I think so, yeah. Like, just, like, maturity levels, respect levels, different values, the different way you get down past, like, quote, like, trivial things that you, like, prioritize as a child. And your own boundaries, own personal boundaries and your ability to set your boundaries within your friendships. I feel like I didn't, that didn't exist for me in my youth and as an adult. I'm able to withhold my own boundaries and relationships. Also, when you're a kid, you're still figuring out who the fuck you are. Oh, yeah. Or what your your boundaries even are. Yeah, what even are those? (laughs) Like, like you don't know who you are when Mm -hmm. you're a kid or even, like, a teenager. Like, I feel like your whole teenage years are devoted to where are you going to college and what are you going for? Yeah. Yeah. Like, you're supposed to have your life figured out by the time you're a senior. And when you make friends during that phase of your life, you are still in this very fluid state. Mm. And when you're an adult – like, you're still in a fucking fluid state, but you are a little bit more firm in the fact of who you are based off of the experience that you've been through and how you have uh, withstood those experiences and the lessons and experiences you've taken with you through, like, those childhood, teen, young adult, adult years. And so it's a bit more um, deeper when you make connections as an adult versus as a child. But there are those rare cases, like we all have that one person from our childhood yeah. that yeah. has been there through it all, like all the way up through. So like, I feel like those ones are a little bit more like like family, like we were saying before. Yeah. Like that's more like a blood bond. Yeah. I think also in just touching on that, I know we talked about it a lot, but on the downside of like the adult relationships versus um, like childhood friendships, um, adult friendships in my experience the not good ones that you stumble in you know you'll meet somebody and you kind of connect and i think it becomes apparent a lot quicker if it's going to be a good thing or a bad thing um Mm -hmm. and i have found in adult friendships like making new ones especially that like work friendships a lot of people who are just really willing to take advantage of you and disrespect your boundaries and and cross all those lines and but i think it, it shows itself a lot quicker Whereas like yeah. a childhood, it's yeah. you play mm-hmm. and you you bond over some stuff, and then it kind of comes out slower. It's a little more painful, yeah. uh, or maybe not more painful, just a different kind of. Um, but I would, I would say more painful because you've never experienced that type of pain yeah. before, mm-hmm. like we were talking about before, like grieving of a friendship. But yeah, in the adult, I, I do think it stings in a much different way. But it also, I think it's easier to become a little bit more like reserved after yeah. being hurt from adult friendships than it is from children childhood ones and yes. it's just my experience maybe no i don't totally bounce agree. back as quick right <laughs> it, it yeah. can be a little yeah. like now i don't want to open myself up because yeah. whether it be like your actual resources like your money and your time or mm. are being taken advantage of or just boundaries just general boundary crossing um, yeah. and that can make yeah. adult friendships like seeking out adult friendships really hard to do um you're you're mentioning like the work relationship thing um huh i have so many things <laughs> about this but yeah um this there's so many people that are like nice to you one minute at work and then they snap and like throwing shit <laughs> i just like just mechanic things <laughs> ah man it, it's going to be really hard to meet people and read people. It's so hard because, like, I'm nice to everybody. Like, <laughs> I try to be nice, quote, unquote. And um, 
I work on their shit. I fix their junk. <laughs> I get it out. Like that's what I'm there to do is work on the stuff and get it out. And then there's so much more drama involved with it. That mm-hmm. doesn't need to be there. It's just uh, like, I do miss the childhood innocence and kind of like it not being like so hard. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah like it's yeah. it's easy. I, Make it easy. Like, I it feel like when you're a kid, it feels like life or death. But it's not. But when you're an adult, it almost sort of is life or death. But it doesn't feel like it. Mm. Yeah, it's weird. It's <laughs> super funny. I hope that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's towards the end of the pod. It, it stops yeah. making sense by now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, what would you recommend for other people who want to make friends in adulthood? I don't know. Mara has dropped so much fucking wisdom. I feel like Mara always does. The wisdom has been deposited. It's the it's the new reason why it's the new reason why changes. I've flipped from being a grouchy little gremlin to um, a grouchy little. I went from the Grinch to like the mayor of Whoville, and now I'm like, let's share love, knowledge, and positivity. That's what the new love will do to you. You are lowest. You are lowest. The the I could watch you do somersaults and you'd be okay. <laughs> I would break my hip again. No, nah, you'd, you'd be all right. Oh I do feel like we have dropped a lot of like, um, we we always make the like talking points, and then I feel like we just include all the answers and all of the things. I feel like we've talked yeah. a lot, but like on practical advice, like actual, like if I'm giving like real practical advice, make some real plans. Um, yeah, like look at some maybe homework. some. Some people in your area, like, try to find people who are interested in the things. Like, if you like pottery, maybe do a pottery class. Yeah. Or, like, even just go on Instagram and search up, like, hashtag pottery in hashtag whatever location you're at. Like, yeah, and really, yeah. like, seek the people. But also, even just, this is so cheesy, even just a mental change. Even yes. if you just say to yourself, I'm going to be open today to meeting one new person. That's a good point yeah. that we have not made yet. Yeah. Mm. Yep. The mental, the getting it. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. And like also being like, everybody's nervous about it. Like okay. if you meet a new coworker and you think they're cool or somebody at a place and you think they're cool, I mean, it, it doesn't matter. So I'm 24 years old. I know I'm not like a real adult adult, but like mm-hmm. an adult, I still get nervous when I see 16 year old girls. Like I get insecure. Oh, same. And yeah. so realizing that adulthood. Teenagers are scary. They so are. scary. But we're all insecure and we're all trying and we're all struggling and we all feel like less than good enough and all of these things. Yeah. And so to just like put that aside and it, maybe it's not going to be a lifelong friend right away. Maybe you find somebody and you have a nice cup of coffee and that's okay. Yep, or nice maybe time. you meet your newest best friend soulmate. Yep. But just so being open to it. Being open to it. Stepping out of your comfort zone. Um, making sure you continue to do the things you love. Yeah. Make art. Do sports. Whatever. You know. <clears throat> and um, always remembering to have boundaries. Yeah. Also. yeah. I feel like a little bit um, on Amara's point, uh, all of my most deep friendships and relationships have come from a time where I was working hardest to make myself a better person. Mm. When I was not looking for a new friend, yep. when I was not looking for a new partner, and then like the universe got whatever, just like dropped them in like, okay, you're ready now. Yes. Your energy attracts similar yeah. energy. Yeah. So if you're working on yourself yeah. and you're feeling good about yourself, I'm sorry I keep over talking. This is the yeah. part where I'm like, I have so many thoughts. Um, <laughs> Like, if you're really working on yourself and you want to be better, you're going to attract people who want you to be better. Yes. Um, and I also, I think one of the really important that we didn't touch on a whole ton is um, if you're actively seeking friends, like, if you really want to make some good adult friendships, you need to check your judgment. Ooh, like, yeah, good call. Because just be, like, you might not think, like, 
I don't know how to phrase it well. Some of my favorite people, some of the best people I, I have ever known, um, friendship or just people I think are incredible people, were not people I necessarily would have thought would have been my closest friends. Not that I think they're bad or anything, but like maybe they're older, maybe they're yeah. this, maybe they're not that. Not your type. Not your type. That. I mean, speaking about like checking your judgment, I almost did not reply to Gabby because I was so thrown off by the type of work she did. I was being a judgy little bitch. Because <laughs> she's a MILF. Yeah, I was like, she's <laughs> so hot, and she's just putting her naked booty everywhere, and, like, she wants me to take photos of it. Like, that's intimidating yeah. as fuck. Like, I don't know if I can do that. I don't want to be known for that kind See, of we'd work. be opposite. I would have been like, do you do it anytime, anyplace. Oh, like, my God. Oh, hands my God. trembling oh, my God. as you're trying to tie. Yeah, like, I will take uh, a picture of you on my on my iPhone. Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, like, you were saying, putting the judgments aside, like, who someone is within the first time meeting them isn't always... Like, that's not as deep as they actually are. Does yeah, that make sense? Absolutely. Or who you think they might be. Or, yeah. Um, it keeps coming back to age in my brain for some reason. But, like, because well, we have such a wild age gap. Well, work, you know, just be open to having a, a meaningful conversation. Like, you never know where somebody's going to come out of the woodwork. And maybe they walk a different kind of life than you. You know, maybe their religious beliefs are different or et cetera, and so on and so forth. But just being open to, people that are different than you and how much that can expand your life and how much it can make it better. Um, is like, I'm so cheesy about it. It's so cheesy, but that's how you find the best friends and the people that you like need in your life and open new doors for you and sort of open your eyes to different things. And, um, yeah, I think it's super important. Also, like if you do like go through that part in your life or like you're working on healing yourself and you find a significant other and they have friends, like, I guess I'm speaking on Dylan's behalf here like just like kind of like if you're gonna vibe with them on like a relationship level I bet that like their friends are gonna be on a similar vibe that you could probably just like slide right into that friend group as well Mm -hmm. yeah taking making sure you are working on yourself first yeah not being out there looking for anybody you know just like, when I meet the right person, I'm going to get better. No, yeah. it's I'm yeah. going to get better, and then the right yeah. person will come when the time is right. There's so much about your vibration, too. Mm-hmm. As a person, you vibe at a certain vibration, and the better you're doing, the healthier you are mentally and emotionally and everything, you vibe higher, and you like vibrations attract like vibrations, so then mm-hmm. you're finding people vibing like you and – That'll yeah. lift you up and yeah. help increase your vibration. And exactly. Also, I think I think a really good way to to meet friends, and I don't know why I didn't think of this earlier, is like joining activities in your community. Yeah. That better your community for you because then you meet people within your your area and that are walking. It's it is nice as nice as it is to have people that are different. It's nice to have people that are also get your your life situation. Um, yeah. So I think if any community activities, like that's a great place. Yeah. Um, it is so hard though. It's so hard and it can be so overwhelming and so challenging and like, um, really gets you down. Sometimes you can feel really lonely. Adulthood is like really isolating and yes. lonely and the way our world is with the amount things cost and how much you have to work. It's not set up to, um, Facilitate. take care of ourselves, yeah. alone, yeah. take care of relationships and nurture all these things. So yeah. it just, it takes a little bit of like, working on, yeah, working on yourself. Yeah. Doing your thing. Does anybody else have anything they want to say? No. Um, I think that is all for this episode. Uh, Thank you guys for listening. Thank you so much. uh, We'll see you in the next one. Happy making friends. (laughs) We're here for you. We're here for you. We are here for you. (laughs)